This is a KSHSAA production. First down from the 17 is where they mark it officially. Here's Hancock breaks back at the 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Jayden. Down to the other end, misses, shot won't go up the gun, and Eudora comes from way behind and goes crazy. Welcome to the 10th episode of the KSHSAA podcast. I am Jeremy Holiday, and it is championship season. We have this weekend, Scholars Bowl, February 14th, the state championship Scholars Bowl tournaments. And if we look at where those are, Class 6A will be at Manhattan High School, Class 5A at Bishop Carroll High School, Class 4A in Wellington, 3A at Douglas High School, 2A in El Saline High School, 1A Division I in Lost Springs Center High School, and 1A Division II and Atoma High School. Okay, Scholars Bowl on the mind. Let's let's look at the topics that Scholars Bowl uh, competitors have to to know: world language, language arts, science, health, social science, mathematics, fine arts, and uh, year in review. Uh, so let's say let's take a look back at maybe so, uh, some questions that were asked at state in 2007. Okay, uh, language arts category: What 18th century poet an engraver wrote and illustrated Songs of Innocence. Anybody? Three, two, one. William Blake. William Blake is the answer we're looking for there. Uh, let's see, another category. Uh, social science uh, from 2007 to state. Sir Arthur Evans found evidence of what ancient Greek civilization that inhabited the island of Crete. Anybody? All right. Minoan. Minoan is the answer there. So if you got those two questions right, congratulations. You are a Scholars Bowl state champion, we'll say. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, Scholars Bowl coming up February 14th. So keep an eye out for those uh, competitors and see how they do there at State Scholars Bowl. And we'll have those uh, results on our website. Uh, obviously, state championship season, like I said, is coming up. Uh, boys swimming and diving next Saturday here in Topeka, both Class 5A and Class 5 through 1A, the 21st and, and, and 20th of February. Okay, Piano Festival also next Saturday. So a lot going on here on our calendar to be aware of. Stay tuned to our website for all those details. Also going on this time of year is award season, and if you paid attention to uh, some tweets, some Facebook posts, and our website over the last week, we announced several awards that were given out. Uh, first off, the Governor's Award that is given to someone who has dedicated their service and time to secondary education, and that award this year went to Jackie Feist at Dodge City High School. Congratulations to her, and I'm sure the whole community supports her and her efforts. Also given out were the National Coaches of the Year and Officials of the Year, and if you go to our website, you'll see all the coaches for all the sports that we uh, provide administration for are, are recognized in that in that group. Uh, just uh, name a couple here. Uh, the boys tennis coach, Salina Central High School, Mike Gole, was named National Coach of the Year. You'll see that there were also several Section 5 award winners, which consist of Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota. So those all those lists are on our website. Go check them out and congrat- congratulate those coaches. Also on the officials side, 12 officials were recognized as Kansas Officials of the Year for 2014. Uh, those are there. So a uh, very important part of – their job is to give up their time uh, and go officiate these for our kids. So uh, a big congratulations to all those officials. 
In addition to those awards, we also announced our Oscar Stoffer Awards, which go to our Sports Broadcaster and Sports Writer of the Year. Uh, sports Broadcaster of the Year was John Kurtz, uh, K-Man, 1350 uh, there in Manhattan. And, and Charles Redfield got the Sports Writer of the Year Award. And he's a freelance writer for the Kansas City Star, who covers the Johnson County Area Schools and the KCK. Those two Oscar Stoffer Award winners will actually join us on the show today. And with that, we go to John Kurtz. All right, John Kurtz joins us on the Vacation Podcast, uh, the recent recipient of the Sports Broadcaster of the Year in the Oscar Stoffer category. Uh, John, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. John, winning it back-to-back years, uh, the fourth person to do so for the Sports Broadcaster category. John, uh, just talk about uh, what it takes to dedicate yourself to sports broadcasting and being rewarded for it. Yeah, well, first of all, I mean, I, I really appreciate everybody that, that considered me um, for the award, you know, Keisha and the Kansas Association of Broadcasters. And, uh, I mean, it was a, a shock to me to win it last year for sure and um, definitely still surprising to, to get it a second year in a row this year because I know there's a, a lot of guys out there that I know and guys that I've, I've heard from in the last couple of days that I appreciate congratulations from that I know do a, a really, really good job um, broadcasting uh, across the state, high school football and basketball and everything. Um, so it's it's definitely an honor to win it. Um, I definitely love being able to broadcast high school games. Um, I've always loved being able to broadcast any game, basically that I can that I can get my hands on. So getting a chance to do it um, in the state of Kansas and you know with a great program like Manhattan High, it's it's been awesome because everybody, you know, there's a lot of people that that definitely deserve credit for it and that have made my my life and my job quite a bit easier. And John is the host of the sports radio show, The Game on 1350K Man. Um, you kind of have an interesting situation where, you, you know, on the show you'll talk about uh, professional sports, college sports in the area, whether it be uh, uh, local colleges or, or nationwide. Uh, but how do you find the time and how do you dedicate the time to, to go back to the high school realm of things? Yeah, you know, it can be tough, especially times like now where, you know, you have – K-State basketball going on, high school basketball, K-State baseball is about to about to fire up. In fact, they'll be traveling with them next week. So, you know, there's all kinds of stuff going on now, certainly. But, I mean, I think um, one thing, I'll, I'll give credit to, to Matt Walters, who I, I learned under here and um, who just left us recently. I mean, he was always making such a big emphasis on making sure that the high schools get covered because, you know, they're just it's, – it's so important to the community, and there's so many people that – that really rally around it around here. So I think you have to find a way to make time. And, you know, sometimes, I mean, it, it means working a little bit harder, um, you know, finding some extra time after hours. But uh, for me, as far as broadcasting games, that's always been what I've loved the most about my job. I do like doing the show. Um, I obviously love K-State. I love talking about K-State. But I love broadcasting games, too. So it makes it, you know, it makes it easier to find that time. And, and I definitely think there's a lot of great stuff going on at the high school level that, that deserves to be covered. And if we want to elaborate on that a little bit, we can see, you know, if you go to a college game to cover it, maybe some post-game or, or pre-game coverage. Uh, but what do you see when you go down uh, to broadcast a Manhattan High, uh, whether it be football or basketball? What what are just the values that surround the game from an education-based uh, activities that you probably wouldn't see in, uh, you know, a college level or talking about professional just banter? Well, I think, you know, a lot of it is, to me at least, broadcasting the games, I mean, you get a chance to, to be around the coaching staff and be around the players more so you can, um, for me, it's easier to get a better sense of, of what all is going on. 
and, you know, how much the kids are really learning. And you get attached to it. I mean, uh, Joe Schartz, for instance, this was my first year working with him with, with Manhattan High football, and he's had an unbelievable run of, of success here at, at Manhattan High. And, you know, getting a chance to see up close and personal just how far the team comes throughout the span of a year um, and, and how much those kids really learn and, and how they really are able to, to teach them. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it really is – it'll blow you away because, I mean, Manhattan is not – the most talented team in the state, but yet they find a way to to win the league again this year, and it's it's pretty fun to watch things come together like that. And you know, I've had the same kind of attachment now to to the basketball program. It's Benji George's first year as, as the head coach, and um, so I've gotten a chance to know him really well. And you know, you get to see these kids that had to deal with some adversity in the off season come through and um, are playing great basketball right now. I mean, I, I think you can see how much they're learning and developing here at Manhattan. And I know that's not just something unique to Manhattan that type of thing is happening all across the state and John let's let's take a focus back on maybe your career and how for for the listeners out there that are in high school um, that are looking at a career in in broadcasting and sports broadcasting specifically um, what are the tips that you would give them as far as maybe get involved in high school I'm not sure whether you did early in your high school at Blue Valley or if you kind of uh, just waited until you got in college. But what uh, recommendations would you give uh, young people trying to get started? Yeah, the biggest thing I would say is be willing to do anything. You know, I mean, I've I've done I've done a lot of high school games before. I was doing Manhattan High. You know, we had a an area game of the week around here in football. You know, I've done eight man football games. Which, if you would have told me that when I was in high school, I'd, I'm not sure I, I even knew what an eight-man game really was or looked like. Um, so just just be willing to do anything you can and just get reps. I mean that's that's really what it takes. It may seem like you know you're you're out in a really small-time situation, and I don't say that as as a slight. But for me, coming from um, Johnson County and Blue Valley West High School, I I had never seen an eight-man game, but it really is fun and it's the best kind of experience you can have learning how to create the storylines and games like that when you don't have all the information available at your fingertips um, to just go find on the internet. So I think that's the biggest thing that you see sometimes with kids is, um, and by that I mean guys in college that are doing it because I got to do plenty of K-State games at the, the student radio station, but there's there's guys that I worked with that I don't think were really willing to, you know, accept that, that you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to go work some small games. You're going to have to work games at the high school level and, and work your way up. But like I said, I mean, it's it's unbelievable experience, and if you want to, you know, get where you want to go, it's a it's it's a great tool, and I think it it's a two way street. You know, it's also great for the the high schools to get that exposure and get people a chance uh, to listen to their games. I guess I would I would sum it up by saying I know Keith Jackson, um, the guy who was legendary doing ABC College Football forever. Um, one quote that I heard from him, he always said, "Go to Boise," and that's what he would tell people. So I think it's basically just an extension of that: be willing to do whatever you can. Well, that's great advice for for kids out there thinking about, hey, I want to get into this profession. It's always, and and it's not unlike any other profession. You always got to try to do the extra thing, do the thing maybe you don't really want to do, and and it, it doesn't sound like it's any different with sports broadcasting field. Uh, before we let you go, uh, just give us. I know Manhattan High they travel to Washburn Rural tonight. Um, what's the outlook on the rest of the season before we enter into substate, and, and hopefully they maybe they can get over the substate hump and make it back to state. Yeah, I was just looking at the sub-state standings this morning. I think uh, the Manhattan High boys are in pretty good position. They're going to be either the two or the three, more than likely, in sub-state. But uh, they're coming off their, their biggest win of the year 
um, over Shawnee Heights, who was undefeated um, until Tuesday. They won 55-53 at MHS. It was a great game. They got up big and, and held them off late. Just another step in, in the right direction for this team this year. I think they've they've gradually gotten better throughout the year. Uh, made the title game in the McPherson Invitational. They won at Highland Park for the first time in, in a long time earlier this year. So they've, they've done some really good things, and I think that win on Tuesday really validates them as, as a obviously a legitimate contender to get to the state tournament and perhaps you know make some noise at the state tournament because Shawnee Heights had been one of just two teams that were unbeaten in, in 5A and 6A. And on the other side, I mean, Scott Mall and, and the Manhattan High girls, they've been you know a great program ever since I've started being involved with the games over the last four years or so. Um, and I think they've got uh, a good shot to go back to the state tournament once again. They've done it twice since I've been involved in, in broadcasting the games, and this team is, is really talented once again. They actually beat Shawnee Heights, who was tied atop the Centennial League standings on Tuesday as well. So those are two big wins, and the Washburn Rural game tonight will be uh, especially tough for the girls. Uh, Kevin Borowick and, and those guys are always really, really solid. But also the Washburn Rural boys are playing a lot better, so Manhattan's going to have to put that Shawnee Heights game past them and and be ready to play tonight for sure. Well, if the teams are fortunate enough to make state, it will definitely be – I think March is – March Madness is not just a term for basketball, but also for people that work in sports. Uh, <laughs> you'll have what, yeah. the Big 12 tournament going on, the possible NCAA tournament. Obviously, that would things would have to pick up quite a bit. But then in state basketball at the same time, so no rest for the wicked. No, absolutely. It's – I was saying earlier about you know even this time with baseball getting going and stuff with K State baseball going and everything it will be it will be a crazy time unfortunately maybe not quite as crazy as as the past couple of years with K State basketball but uh, for sure there will be plenty going on. All right, John, congratulations again on winning Sports Broadcaster of the Year award and and thanks for stopping by. Yeah, no problem, Jeremy. Appreciate it anytime. Okay, moving to the other side of the Oscar Stauffer Awards, we go to the Sports Writer of the Year Award winner to Charles Redfield. Charles, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you for calling. Uh, before we get too far into it, uh, you know, on our press release and doing some background information for uh, the information, we uh, we see that you're originally from New York and you came to uh, Kansas to University of Kansas. What what brought you to Kansas from New York? That's that's actually a pretty good question because it actually it was uh, I would was been reading about Will Chamberlain of course by the time I got to college he was gone because I became came, got to college in 1958 and he had that was not there that year that was the year he left but that was my original uh, uh, that, that background idea as to why I picked Kansas my dad was a uh, airline pilot for Pan American, so it cost me just 10% to fly, so I could pretty much go anywhere in the country for not very much money. So that's an easy, cheap way to get back home if you ever want to. That's awful nice. I think it was $10 round trip that back then was 10% of what the fare was. So. Wow, you can't even, can't even check a bag for $10 now. I know. <laughs> you can't. And you can't buy gas for eighteen nine anymore either. So, <laughs> well, uh, Charles he uh, he writes freelance for the Kansas City Star mm-hmm. and mainly covers uh, Johnson County schools and some KCK schools. Uh, Charles, tell us what you get most, or what do you see as values when you go out and cover 
uh, high school sports and, and what are the things that you take away from it in re, in comparison to maybe if you were to go cover a college or, or professional or even talk about those other industries? Well, I think uh, the kids and the high school coaches are a lot lot more cooperative and, and they don't uh, they they don't have the experience of talking to reporters so they're not the what would you say uh leery of saying anything and the, and they're the kids are always are happy to be interviewed i interviewed a bunch of kids at the ekl swimming meet and they were just overjoyed that somebody wanted to talk to them well and for those that don't know you have an interesting uh, career background as as you used to be a teacher and a coach at Kansas City Wyandotte High School. So how do you feel like being in that respect of a coach and a teacher has helped you with covering these student athletes from a newspaper's perspective? Well, I, I think it helps that I had worked with kids in the past, so, and that's actually part of that's the reason I got into into writing, and uh, I still do some substitute teaching and some districts in Johnson County, maybe one or two days a week. So, so I'm it, being around kids. I think make, makes you feel a little younger. Does the coaching attitude or coaching perspective ever come out in your in your writing at all? I I think it does. Yeah, because I'm not uh, I'm not going to embarrass kids because they're I mean they're just. Then there is no reason to, you know, mention who made the the error that caused the game and that kind of thing. I don't, I don't think they deserve that. Um, take us back to maybe when you first started. Whether you started writing in college or maybe why you were in your teaching profession. Um, if but what you know now about the sports uh, writing uh, profession, what are some uh, tips or suggestions you would give uh, younger people trying to get into the profession? Uh, the biggest problem is that job, there aren't very many jobs anymore because of what is happening in the newspaper business with uh, with uh, so many papers closing down and getting so much smaller, the ones that are left. So it, it's pretty tough to get into, into that kind of work, actually, at this point. But uh, I, I think that... Uh, the website type ideas are going to are going to be likely more than newspapers in the next fifteen to twenty years, like the site in camp in in Wichita, Ketchum, Kansas, type of thing could spread to other areas in Kansas. But I think that might be why. And me personally, I was a journalism major at K State, and I think that's kind of why they've kind of geared the curriculum after high school or even in the high school of teaching okay you also you need to know how to write for a newspaper but you also need to know how to write web uh you know be able to take video be able to do pictures you kind of have to know how to do all of it these days to to get and stay in that profession is that correct yes i would agree with that and uh of course now when i was going to high school I think we were still using abacus. We hadn't got to computers yet, and things have changed so much. And on the high school level, there's there used to be journalism classes, but now they have broadcast journalism classes, so the kids get a, get into that area if they want to earlier than, earlier than they could back in the 50s and 60s. 
So the opportunities are there for, for younger people to get started early, and I think it's something that's very important, uh, especially whether, like we talked with John, whether it's uh, sports broadcasting or sports writing, and we just talked, you know, it's broadcast journalism now. You need to know to do it all. Um, but kind of give us a little preview of what you're seeing out there. Basketball season's about. Wrestling season's going on now. Swimming is, is getting ready to, to take the state championship realm. Uh Give us some uh, previews of the teams you've been covering and if there's any interesting highlights to share. Well, there's state swimming meets next Friday and Saturday in Topeka. And uh, last year, Blue Valley North won the state title, and they're undefeated this year. But uh, Shawnee Mission East also has a good team, and I'm sure there's some good teams out in the Wichita area. Wrestling has it. The league, league tournaments are this weekend. In basketball, the... There's nobody undefeated in either the Sunflower League or East Kansas League, so they're, uh, the games have been pretty competitive because there's nobody that's a lot better than anybody else. So, If you had to pick uh, a team in the area that probably has the most uh, a likely chance of advancing to the state tournament in, in the basketball respect, uh, who would you say that is? I would say that, uh, that Lawrence and uh, Latham North will be strong on 6A boys. Uh, Olathe South in uh, 6A girls, 5A girls, Leavenworth and St. Thomas Aquinas, and uh, in 4A Division One, the Asian, both boys and girls will be strong. Okay, well, it's definitely going to be a busy time for you coming up with, like you said, I think you'll be busy covering some uh, state swimming and diving, it sounds like, and then also we got uh, sub-state wrestling and basketball coming up in a couple weeks, so uh, it'll definitely be a busy time for you, and I thank you for taking the time to talk with us about uh, winning the award and then also just the, the general area of the profession that you're in. Okay, well, I appreciate your your time. Okay, we thank John and Charles to take the time to talk to us today on the KSHSAA podcast. And, and we thank all the media out there that are doing such a great job of covering Kansas kids and what the what they're doing out there on the court, the field, in the classroom, and so on. So uh, kudos to you guys and keep up the good work. All right, let's go back to some Scholars Bowl questions here for you. In 2013, a state question. In the year in review category, name the 2013 Grammy Song of the Year by the group Fun. We are young. We are young would be the correct answer there. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's check out a year in review from 2006, what something was like there. Uh, who succeeded Alan Greenspan as chairman of the Federal Reserve in February of 2006? Bernanke. Remember that one? Bernanke. All right, just a little fun there with those questions and the things that the Scholars Bowl competitors will have to answer correctly and the the state Scholars Bowl coming up Saturday. Uh, Also, like I mentioned, the state contest coming up in piano and swimming and diving. We have sub-state competition coming up in basketball and wrestling. And bowling state will come up in March. So uh, keep an eye out there for those results and who's going to be advancing to state. And we'll see you next time.